It's been a wild, wacky, unhinged 20 or so hours for the Mariners who've taken a pair of games from the Yankees in crazy fashion in that time. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. It is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every single Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tadding Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And Unfortunately, because I ended up taking yesterday off, it's my fault. We missed our one year anniversary at Locked On, at least the one year anniversary of our first episode on Locked On Mariners, specifically talking about Colby and I here. One of us remembered. Yeah, yeah. So allow me to, I don't know, wish us a belated happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary, Colby. That was yesterday, but okay. I'm acknowledging that you that you mentioned our anniversary. (laughs) I stood you up. I'm so sorry. I'll I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. The the Mariners have certainly made it up to us a little bit here over the last 20 or so hours. Some wild, off the wall, completely unhinged wins by this team. We're going to talk about that 13 inning affair later on in the show. Uh, because we have to. I mean, that game was insane. This game was also pretty crazy. Definitely not as absurd as, as last night's game. I don't think anything could match that. But from the bottom of the six onward, this game was off the rails. Sam Haggerty broke up a no-hit bid by Nestor Cortez Jr. with a rocket down the left field line for his fourth home run of the season. Because, of course, Sam Haggerty, known power hitter, coming through with another home run. But then after that, Robbie Ray, after throwing 96 pitches through six scoreless innings, was sent back out, surprisingly, for the seventh, and ended up going up to a season-high 115 pitches. And unfortunately, on his 115th pitch, he gave up a two-run home run to Kyle Higashioka. And then Aaron Judge followed that up with his 45th home run of the season off of Penn Murphy. And at that point, it was it was 3-1 Yankees. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, the, the Mariners, given their offensive struggles after the last few days... They're not going to be able to claw their way back into this game. 
And that's okay, you know, they'll, they'll go through this 20-game stretch, 9-11, you know, whatever. You know, you, you still feel good about yourself. You're still in a wild-card spot no matter what, what happens. It, you know, it doesn't really matter in, in the grand scheme of things. Plus, you split the season series with the Yankees. But wait just a moment because the Mariners immediately clawed their way back into this game. Mitch Hanniger with an RBI single. And then Carlos Santana, of all people, snaps his 0-for-17 skid with a two-run home run. And you know the last time he got a hit? It was also a home run against the Yankees. <laughs> really, all Carlos Santana does is hit home runs and hit home runs that put the Mariners in a lead that helped them mm-hmm. complete a comeback. And he did so again today. The Mariners hold on for a 4-3 win. Colby, where do you even want to start with this? This this game was just nuts. Right. We can start with your lack of faith because I knew the Mariners were going to win like mm. immediately. Um, Silly me. Silly me, of yes. course. Uh, I mean, had you not watched the previous 20 innings of the Mariners' offensive juggernaut mm. uh, attack this Yankees pitching staff, and you it's didn't, true. You it's true. You know, you weren't filled with, with confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, I... It's tough to say, like, it's tough to, to separate the two games, right? Because they were both crazy games. And, and obviously yesterday or last night's game was probably the game of the year in Major League Baseball. I really doubt anything's going to, regular season-wise at least, anything's going to top that. Uh, but I think, you know, I think it's fair to, to give some love and, and start things off. we talking about how awesome the bullpen was because uh, they were, I mean, just, elite and everybody came everybody who came out of the pen i think the only hit the mariners bullpen gave up uh in the last two days was the pin murphy home run uh that he gave to aaron judge so mm-hmm. uh, the bullpen was electric they got strikeouts they got big outs they, they were so good they only faced two guys and got out and got out of the inning twice in back-to-back innings so like mariners bullpen was electric it, it was everything you wanted it to be it was everything you needed it to be and, you know, back-to-back nights, they nurse a one-run lead. Last night, they do it by covering five innings. Today, they do it by covering two and a two and two-thirds. So a um, little bit easier job tonight, but still going against going up against that team to just kind of dominate, shut the door, never let them back in. Uh, it, it was it was something uh, something that should be appreciated and is a big part of the reason why the Seattle Mariners continue to be so good in one-run uh, one games. It's carried over from last year. They're leading the uh, all of baseball in one-run victories this year. There's a reason for that. It's mm-hmm. because of the bullpen. Winning all of these games by one run isn't sustainable. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It, apparently so. Apparently so. It's, at least with this Mariners team, right? The, right now the they Mariners are currently are on. That. They are currently on pace to lead the league in one-run wins for two consecutive years. The last time that was done was in the late '80s by the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. Hey, another connection between the Mariners and the Reds. Who could have guessed? There, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also think they're five up on on the second place team, uh, which is the Blue Jays. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's winning run one run games. Yes, there is some luck involved, but to do it in back to back years, that's no longer luck. That's a skill that the Mariners yeah. have, and a part of their skill it's the bullpen. And also, I think it's worth noting that you know, kind of by contrasting last night's game, uh, the Mariners don't beat themselves. You have to beat the Seattle Mariners. You can do it, but they're not going to make, you know, terrible errors at the worst opportunity. They're not going to make uh, base running blunder after base running blunder. You have to beat them. They are yeah. not likely going to beat themselves. And so, you know, it, it's kind of a, 
it kind of goes hand in hand with the bullpen and that's how a team that is not nearly as talented as like the upper echelon of major league baseball teams are right now that's how they win so many one run games because you have to beat them they're not going to beat themselves yeah and a little bit of it is a perfect storm right the offense hasn't been particularly great over the last couple of years and their bullpen has been elite right so that that mm-hmm. those two things in combination might end up leading to you know a lot of one run games and right. by virtue a lot of uh one run uh wins so let's talk more about this win in just a moment i want to ask you about the decision to leave ray in this game despite his high pitch count uh, in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by a liver health formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's met- metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy processed food and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time, and best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of our show, you can try liver health formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula. Go to getliverhelp.com MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of CurbFit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com MLB now to get started. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners post-game show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. So, as I mentioned earlier, Robbie Ray went a season-high 115 pitches in this game. And in the seventh, when he was sent back out after throwing 96 through six scoreless innings, uh, he ended up walking Isaiah Kiner-Falefa after getting a quick first out. And I thought at that point it would be time to, to yank him out of this game. Scott Service ended up letting Ray go after Kyle Higashioka, and it did not work out very well. As Higashioka hit a two-run home run off of Ray uh, to deep center field. What did you think about the decision to leave Ray in this game? Of course, you know Service let Castillo go last night to finish off the eighth inning at 109 pitches. Pretty much was trying to do the same thing here with Ray. Just didn't work out this time. Do you like the move? Do you like the aggressiveness? Do you think, you know, because of course the bullpen a little bit tired after last night. Uh, did you did you want to see them go into the bullpen? Did you like that that service kept with Ray there, one of his best starters against one of the best teams in baseball? What did you think about it? Yeah, I think I understand why Scott did it. I mean, Higashiyoshi is not a, not a guy who is like a thunderous hitter, right? He's not. It's not what he's known for. He's much more of a defender. Um, although I think he hit a home run against the Mariners last week too. So against Castillo, yeah, yeah, it was the one so, that sent Castillo out of the game. Ah, so yeah, it. Uh, 
but uh, I, I don't love it simply because Ray had walked the guy previous. Um, Ray had five walks today, very uncharacteristic of him. Uh, granted, a couple of them were to judge and he was being hyper careful, but I didn't think Ray was dominating the way that Castillo was last night. It felt like Ray was really managing his way through uh, this lineup and, and he had the plus slider today. It was, it was very good to see. Um, and it was kind of a mix, you know, it was, it was a lot of two seamers and slider instead of the fastball slider. Um, and you know, he got some ground balls he did get his fair share of strikeouts mostly on the slider, but I didn't really get the sense that Ray was, uh, a hundred percent just in terms of stuff. Um, he, he struggled to throw strikes. Like you see, walk five guys, uh, he really didn't start to find the strikeout pitch until later in the outing. Uh, and he had just walked, um, he just walked kind of for Leffa. So all those things together, it, it felt like it was time. You had Murphy ready to go Murphy against a couple of righties before Aaron judge comes up. Uh, that's the matchup I would have liked. Um, my guess is, is that that was going to be his last hitter regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's one of those decisions where it's like, I get what Scott was doing, but I, I it almost felt like it was like, I gave Castillo that shot, so I have to give Robbie Ray that shot. And it's just not true because Castillo was was better than Ray. And 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 Ray, you know, Castillo threw fewer pitches to get through eight than Ray threw to get through six. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I get it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. The bullpen, yes, it was it was tested, but you had the day off tomorrow. Uh, and most of the guys in your bullpen didn't throw a tremendous amount of pitches last night. I think the only two guys who were actually down for this game. Probably Munoz uh, because he'd thrown three of the last four and Brash because he had went multiple innings. Everybody else I bet was available today. So sure. Didn't love it, but uh, I understand why he did it. And, uh, you know, it ultimately didn't become a factor. So, yeah, I didn't like it, uh, but I I can understand it. I can wrap my head around it. I can wrap my head around the decision and mostly because of the matchup. Right. It's a it's Kyle Higashioka. It's not Aaron Judge. It's not DJ LeMahieu. It's not you know Josh Donaldson, right? So even though that he did walk uh, Connor Falefa on the previous batter, I, I I can understand why Service maybe got a little aggressive there and uh, wanted to trust his guy. Um, you know, one of the better starting pitchers in, in baseball, of course, just didn't work out. And you know, fortunately, as you said, it didn't impact the game whatsoever. Uh, Ray ends up getting a no decision and was pretty solid overall for for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, did have the five walks, but had some pretty good stuff throughout this day uh, at times. And, and, you know, seven strikeouts, 11 whiffs, uh, really, really used the sinker and slider. The four-seamer was almost non-existent. He only threw it 20 times out of 115 pitches. Uh, we also saw the knuckle curve again uh, a couple times here and there. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of interesting there. But, um, yeah. So uh, fine day overall for Ray. Not his best, not his worst, though, uh, certainly. Uh, the Mariners also made a plethora of roster moves before today's game. Uh, Dylan Moore activated from the 10-day IL uh, with back spasms. And Kyle Lewis, who did not pinch hit last night and has not played for the last couple of days and has looked utterly dreadful since being activated from the IL, uh, was sent down, just option back down. I thought maybe there was going to be an IL stint there. Nope. He's just going back down to AAA Tacoma. And then Diego Castillo, who we saw today, had a solid scoreless inning, struck out one. Uh, he uh, he, <laughs> he got uh, brought back up uh, today, uh, and uh, Brennan Bernardino was sent down. So the Mariners, with Bernardino sit down and Ryan Barucki on the IL, no longer have a lefty in their bullpen right now, which is 
Really oh, weird no. for Scott Service. How is Scott Service going to survive without a southpaw in his bullpen? How will Scott Service manage without a mediocre left-handed pitcher in his bullpen? Oh, no. It's just fact at this point that your eight best guys, they're righties. All of them. They're righties. Probably guy number 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 are also righties. So, yeah, just live with it, Scott. Also, speaking of that, Chris Flexen who we saw warming up in the bullpen last night. I think he was going to get into the game if they went to yep. a 14th inning. Has officially been moved to the bullpen. So the yep. rotation now is Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and Marco Gonzalez. So that's what it is. So now we know. Now we know how this all works out. So what do you yeah. think about the move to to go Gonzalez over Flexen in the rotation? I think that's more about who plays up in the bullpen because sure. I, I, I – feel like to me flexin marco they're both equally likely to blow up you know implode and and so it comes down to a you know like who actually could help us in the bullpen and i think flexin's more equipped to do that just you know a little more velocity a little more varied stuff better stuff in general and then also i do think there's a a factor in there that that, you know marco is is the guy he's the the leader of the rotation so to speak and so i do think that played a factor for for the mariners um it's worth noting that uh scott poo-pooed the idea of piggyback starts it sounds like they're going to roll with kirby just you know normal uh at least for the next little while i i do imagine that flexen will get a start or two uh in the next few weeks just simply you know Maybe they skip Kirby one day, or maybe it's like, hey, you know, let's just, we have an opportunity to get Luis Castillo an extra day rest. We like this matchup for Flexen. Let's do it. So um, I, I don't think Flexen's made his last start for the Mariners, but I, I, I do think it's interesting that Scott basically unprompted came out and said that we're not going to, we're not going to piggyback Kirby. We're not going to do any of that stuff. So uh, it's, it's nice to have, you know, Flexen as your six. Um, and I think he can help out of the bullpen. It might take a little while for him to get used to that. It's it's not something he's familiar with, um, but uh, you know it's something that he's going to have to learn pretty quick. And and I think I think Scott makes it a uh, a point to get him in the ball game on on Friday, uh, regardless of situation. Almost, I, I think he really wants to get Chris back out there. Interested to see how his velocity plays up out of the bullpen, if at and all. It's happening, Colby. Chris Flexen's okay. transformation into Colin McHugh is almost complete. Colin McHugh only throw like 94. I mean, technically Flexen throws like 94. <laughs> so I'm saying, so like there's yeah, no guarantee just, his stuff plays up. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm just kind of interested because, you know, there's been times in games where he's gone up to like 95. I think he even touched 96 a couple times mm-hmm. at, at some points. So maybe if he's ramped up a little more, Maybe we see 96 more consistently out of him, or at least 95 more consistently out of him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But again, just elite long reliever Chris Flexen. It's happening. Get ready, folks. It's <laughs> happening. All right. So I mean, let's talk up. about last night's game. Uh, it was absolutely absurd. Uh, I want to talk about Luis Castillo. I want to talk about extras. We're going to talk about all that. 
in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as the person you love with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be a one-of-a-kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat, to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. First off, before we get into last night's game, I just want to say how impressed I am with the Mariners fan base. Selling out T-Mobile Park for a Wednesday matinee, that's insane. 43,000 plus at T-Mobile Park today. That was nuts. After selling out last night as well, or at least getting close to a sellout last night on a random Tuesday night. And all the fans stay in there for that four plus hour slog because <laughs> this was not a pretty game this was not a pretty game whatsoever it's pretty from the pitching side of things pitching yeah. was elite this was an elite pitching matchup you got two of the best bullpens in the league plus garrett cole and luis castillo just trading blow for blow and castillo i mean this was everything you paid for and then some this was <laughs> i mean he he went toe-to-toe with garrett cole and hell, even though that both pitchers didn't allow a single run, I'm just going to say it. I think Castillo was just that much better than Garrett Cole last night. He goes eight innings of work, seven strikeouts, was able to push it to 109 pitches, a season high for him, and was able to finish off that eighth inning in masterful, masterful fashion. How could you not get fired up about that if you're a Mariners fan? This is his home debut. This is your ace now, your rotation ace who you just traded for. This is your big, big, big deadline acquisition. And he comes in there and dominates one of the best lineups in baseball, albeit without John Carlos Stanton. But this was, <laughs> you would have gone over four with three strikeouts anyways. Of, of course, this was just insane. I mean, how impressed with you were you with Castillo last night? He was okay. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> The, the funny thing about Castillo, though, it's, well, a couple of things here. This is his third start in a row against the Yankees. He dominated them yeah. in all three starts. Um, this might have been his best. Uh, the other thing is, is that uh, his next start will be on Monday against Shohei Otani. So, Ooh. you know, yeah, just Mariners debut, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani. Awesome. That's why you, go out and you get this guy, though, right? So you can maybe win some of those games uh, that otherwise you probably don't. So, uh, and the other thing I would say is that I don't even think we've seen Castillo with his best changeup yet. Uh, we've seen a lot of sliders, a lot of two seamers uh, from Castillo, and it's been you know very effective. But and while we have seen some good changeups, we haven't seen him with the changeup from the first pitch to the last pitch, which is something he can do. So I think the strikeouts are going to go up. I think we're going to see even more ugly swings because I still don't believe he's he's really had the changeup since he's come over to Seattle, and mm-hmm. the changeup has been his best pitch. Uh, yeah. It's it's still good. He still has thrown it 
you know, enough and it's, it's looked good, but it's, it's not his best. Like he's still got another gear there in the changeup. So, uh, to me, you know, Castillo amazing last night. It's, it's a guy that, uh, seems to be like a perfect fit for your, for your clubhouse and for the culture and all that stuff too. Um, and it's, it's just a guy that you, you seem to want to, you want around, you want to, you want to build around. Um, and so I, I think, you know, it's, it's, this is not going to be a, a one and a half year, uh, engagement, uh, between these two, I, I think they're going to get something done long term here, probably in the winter, uh, maybe during mm-hmm. spring training. I doubt it happens, you know, in season. Um, but this guy looks like there's another gear there still. Uh, the Mariners, pretty good at you know at developing pitching, even veteran pitchers. So mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners get it out of him. Uh, and Castillo is just you know he's he's the perfect fit. He was the perfect player at the perfect time to go out and get. Jerry paid the freight. He wasn't afraid of it, and he's worth every penny and you know no lb marte could go win eight mvp awards still made a good trade because castillo is the guy who's going to anchor your your bullpen or your rotation for you know at least the next two playoff runs and and my guess is eventually more than that so uh yeah there's mm-hmm. that's kind of the scary thing is, is that i'm not sure we've seen a hundred percent luis castillo yet mm-hmm. so the mariners had four opportunities to walk this game off from the ninth through the 12th innings and they whiffed every single time they got down on hands and knees and begged the yankees to beat them begged them to beat them please please beat us we don't want to win this game we do not want to win this game whatsoever that's at least what the offense said but the bullpen said no guys no listen listen we are winning this game you are going to win this game you are going to score a run for us we are going to continually shut down the yankees inning by inning until you score a run for us because we deserve to win this game pick up the slack guys and they finally did Luis Torrens with all people that's right with a walk-off single and what is likely going to be one of his last games in a Mariners uniform if I had to guess probably (laughs) probably but uh I mean he's gonna go ham in Texas just you watch if that marks the end of the Luis Torrens era in Seattle hell of a way to go out buddy hell of a way to go out uh this uh the, the Mariners, by the way, should send a thank you note to the Yankees for their base running uh, last night. And also A.J. Preller for the lovely additions of Matt Brash and Luis Turin. So yes. uh, nobody does it alone. And the Mariners are good teammates. So good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> so this bullpen was nasty last night. And of course, like you said, it got some major help from the Yankees who went full galaxy brain stupid on the base pass last night it was insane some of the stuff was that, something that they did and the mirrors will take that all day long uh but mm-hmm. that should not discredit what this bullpen was able to accomplish in extras not allowing a single run not even allowing a single hit last night paul seawald andres munoz andres munoz by the way was just <laughs> i mean there isn't even a word to describe what Andres Munoz was <laughs> like. He was disgusting last night. Absolutely disgusting last night. But Andres Munoz, Paul Seawall, Matthew Festa, Matt Brash. I mean, you just, you got to give it up here. This was, I mean, you look at the pitching staff as a whole, including Castillo as well in this 14 strikeouts, four walks, no runs allowed considering the, circumstances considering the opponent considering the numerous amounts of tight ropes this team had to walk last night this had to be one of the most impressive 
you know, pitching performances I've ever seen from an entire pitching staff. This was ridiculous mm-hmm. what they were able to do last night. Right. Also, they only gave up six hard hit balls all night. Yeah. Um, and I think only two of those were hits. So um, it's just it's one of those things where this probably the second most impressive pitching performance in Mariners history. I, I still think, you know, Felix is no, a perfect yeah. game is probably number one. It's tough to beat a perfect game, but the Mariners were essentially perfect through 14 innings against a juggernaut offense. Um, and it's just 13 innings, 14, 13, 13 innings. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, I mean, first of all, it's like applause for Andres Munoz, who not only made, uh, Shohei Otani look incompetent at the plate a couple times this weekend. He did it again to Aaron judge last night, which is, I mean, incredibly impressive. Uh, so Munoz is like, he's one of the five, six best relievers in baseball right now. It's insane what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, you know, I, you hate Matt Festa and yet he was out there in big situations getting outs like, like a boss that he is. I mean, it just, it's crazy that Matt Festa is probably like the sixth inning guy. If you're going by traditional roles and you know, I mean, isn't he running like a K per nine of like 15, right? 15, something something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the guy you're going to in the sixth. Like Penn Murphy is the worst reliever in your bullpen right now. Really, Penn Murphy? Yes, Penn Murphy is probably the worst. Penn Murphy, guy in your who at one point this season was arguably your best reliever. Yeah, like, I mean maybe it's Matt Brash, and and you know certainly there's still com- some consistency issues. But how about Brash? You know, bases loaded, one out, yeah. and he goes strike out, weak ground out, like amazing yeah. uh, for, for a, a guy in that situation. Got away with a slider there, hanging slider there to, to Torres a little bit, uh, but yeah, you know I'm, it's. Everybody does here and there, so everybody I, you need a little bit of luck sometime. But I'm I'm so happy for Matt Brash, man. This was mm-hmm. such an awesome outing for him. Now you know, over his last six outings, he hasn't given up a run. He's looked a lot better. He struck out ten, walked three. One of those, of course, being an intentional walk to uh, Aaron Judge last night. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, that was just insane. And of course, the behind the back pick that he made, yeah. nuts. Just Good play, nuts play. Yeah. Good play. The worst of the base running, I think, from the yeah. Yankees, which is saying something. Um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it just the highs and lows of like, oh, this game's over. To, oh, wow, look, we're gonna win. To oh no, I can't believe. Well, you because that. it's the Yankees. Like last yeah. night, every time the Mariners missed out on their opportunity in extras, you know, where they had, mm-hmm. they just needed to score one run. They just had to get a guy from second right. to score, and they would have won that game. And they just. They continually just failed at it, but when that happened, like, and when and when that happened, every time that happened, I'm just thinking to myself, well, it's the Yankees, especially the time where it was yeah. like, okay, the top of the order is coming up now. Yeah, like, there's no way, there's no. You're telling me that DJ Lemayhew, Aaron Judge, like those guys aren't going to be able to get a runner over from second, really? Uh, nope, they were not. So <laughs> yeah, they were it's, not. It's yeah, it it was so crazy, and it's it's fitting that Terenz is the guy who drives it in because I mean, <laughs> yeah. think about Jesse Winker and Kyle Lewis obviously not available yesterday because the Mariners forfeited the DH rather than rather than put either of those guys in right field. Like they should have wow. let Brash hit. They should have let I mean, Brash hit. Probably for not, the memes. But for the- <laughs> I mean, I, if any if any hitter or any pitcher is getting in that bat for me, it's Marco. But yeah, it, it's like I just. Those guys weren't even available, and they they forego the DH, which actually was was kind of genius by by Scott because, well, pitcher spot was the last out. Pitchers don't have to be the ghost runner, so I guess we have to use the 
the previous, you know, batter slot, which happens mm. to be Sam Haggerty. Oh, our fastest guy. What? Yeah. Like, so that, that, that ended up working. It didn't end up making a difference. Did Haggerty score or was that the inning before? No, they all kind of run before. together. I believe. Yeah. They, was was Haggerty the one so. that scored the winning run? I, f- I forget. But yeah, it had to have been the inning before. Um, so, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if Torrens doesn't get that hit or he grounds into a double play or whatever, and it's like, you know, that pitcher <laughs> spot comes up again. There is a pitcher who's going to get a bat, an at bat mm-hmm. because Kyle Lewis clearly can't play, and neither can Jesse Winker right now. So, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy. Torrens comes up when he needs it. Uh, Luis Torrens was one of your best hitters in this series, oddly, or in the last like three or four days. So, uh, that's kind of weird. And, and also, like, how about the weirdness of, of Sam Haggerty getting intentionally walked twice? Um, just like we all drew up what happened. I mean, as you saw today, you don't want to risk saying it the, with I'm Sam not saying the Yankees. I'm not saying the Yankees <laughs> were wrong. I'm just saying. I mean, imagine telling somebody that Sam Haggerty would be walked intentionally because he was the biggest threat in the Mariners lineup. Like, like okay. It's so, yeah. Last night's game just – Insane. And it was, it's good, by the way, too, for the Mariners to win last night, be like emotionally just drained, yeah. come out, get shut down for five innings here uh, today, just look kind of lifeless. But Robbie Ray kept him in it, kept him in the mm-hmm. game long enough that they believed they could win. Uh, and then, you know, Haggerty hits the big home run. It's like, oh, awesome. Now the Yankees are going to kind of shrivel up and die. Nope. Yankees come charging back. And then the Mariners go, oh, well, you know. We just have nothing left in the tank. No, they battle back. They win this game. Now they head into an off day, having you know, sur- having survived the toughest part of their schedule left, going ten and ten. Uh, by the way, going six and five, I believe, without Julio Rodriguez in yeah. that ten and ten, uh, including going four and two against the Yankees without Julio Rodriguez. Uh, pretty impressive. We'll see what happens here. There's obviously there's. Jesse Winker's back. Is that going to require an IL stint? Uh, you know, Scott said that that Julio will be back on Friday. We'll see. Rest are a little iffy, but that's going to be another roster move there. And maybe that's just Julio for Julio active roster, Winker to IL. You know, that's yeah, totally possible. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. You know, Santana is a guy who's kind of on the on on the hot seat, and he hits a big home run today. Um, you know, Ken Giles is coming back coming back pretty soon. Do you want to send down Brash? Because that's kind of feels like that's the guy right i mean who else do they send down so the mariners still have a lot there, of things to figure out i'll just say this real quick there isn't a reliever on this roster right now that i would send down for ken giles chris flexen but uh <laughs> but uh yeah it's just it's one of those things where the mariners still have questions they still have things to figure out the offense is still not good enough they still have to try and find a way to you know maximize their roster but they head into an off day having beaten the yankees in their second consecutive series uh, they have a shot to, you know, head into tomorrow's travel day in sole possession of first place in the wild card standings, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get to play uh, the Texas Rangers for three, who they've handled quite well. Um, it'll be three extremely close games because that's what the Mariners do. But you can start to kind of see the other side of, of this, this you know, tough stretch. And, and you know, they survived and, and they did it without Julio and, and uh I mean, what more is there to say? It's it just, it's impressive what the Mariners do. They're, they're grinders. They, they just keep on grinding. 
Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening to it. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go M's. Peace.